Welcome to Opposable Thumbs. Opposable Thumbs is a podcast where Taylor and Rob tackle a new creative challenge every two weeks and talk about our accomplishments, failures, and lessons learned. Make Me Cry is our challenge this episode. Thanks to Michelle Shung for that challenge. And it did. Yes. It made me cry. Rob, did it make you cry? This it did, yeah. What? I had to I had to do things <laughs> to see if I could make myself cry. And so Because oh. yeah. yeah. Maddie I was just talking to Maddie about this today. Maddie, you said you got close but never went over the edge, right? No, I got I got pretty close though. Mm. There were a few times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're delving deep on this. I feel like we're going to come out the other end in 90 minutes and we're going to be different people. We are. I, Get ready. I sense that. It's I a story it. of personal transformation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob, my, yes. my, as is my tradition, my interruption of your introduction is complete. Carry on, sir. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Maddie Vaccaro is our guest this episode. Greetings, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Sure. Our pleasure. The podcast pleasure. It is at the podcast pleasure that we present to you, Maddie Vicaro. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm rotating my hand and doing that and bowing deeply. Yes, the queen's wave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. yeah. My name is Rob Ray. I use the he, his gender pronoun, and I'm a designer and run the exoskeleton art space here in Los Angeles. And I'm Taylor Hokinson. I'm an artist, educator, DIY enthusiast, uh, self-taught engineer, something else, and um, a noted tall person. I'm a he, his kind of guy. And I'm uh, Maddie Vaccaro. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm an artist, creative person, educator um, in Chicago. And, and, and co-worker of mine, which is uh, yes. how we got to know about Maddie. But I'm so excited because I do not know Maddie's work at all, even though we spend a fair <laughs> amount of time yakking at each other. So this will be great. I am also excited to hear about Maddie's work. Um, mm-hmm. Maddie, what do you do? Drop it on us. Uh, I do a lot of like woodworking, ceramic work. Um, I also do a lot of two-dimensional work. I do a lot of collage work. I have a lot of influences from like design, designed objects, things like that. I work kind of serially too. So I do, I do a lot of multiples of things. Uh, that's kind of like a br- like a vague overview of the mm-hmm. things that I make. Uh, it's a weird time to be asking people just to say, what do you make? Because it's kind of like every, everything and nothing for all of us, right? Yeah, I was curious about the multiples component also, because it's something mm-hmm. I can't make myself do. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> anything I do, it never turns into 2, 7, 10, 30. Like, it's always just like one, and it makes me mad. Do you like want to work in multiples, or you you're, you purposely avoid it? I feel like there's something to the repetition of a multiple that is really um this is like maybe too snooty but it does seem like like if you make (laughs) if you make like a hundred of a thing you know that thing really well you know like sure and like that's really just something our life these days like doesn't reward i'm just like oh on to the next thing like i'm too i'm too awash in influence and Mm -hmm. enthusiasm Mm-hmm. And and lack of discipline in order to make more than a thing more than once. But but Matt, I'm curious about how you tackle that or what motivates you to do that. Well, it's kind of interesting because like what you just the last thing you just said because I feel like there's a lot of value in that too of like kind of hopping around and trying a lot of things or getting the thing that grabs your attention too, um, but in like a thoughtful way because I I feel that about myself and I think that's how I've. I think that's why I have a hard time being like, oh, I make this one thing or this is the type of work I make because I have a lot of different interests or a lot of things grab my attention. Um, But it's kind of funny because I feel like when I I don't do multiples and maybe like the traditional like printmaker type of sense, you know, where you're making the same thing multiple times. Um, Maybe it's better to describe that I work in maybe series is a better way to describe it um but it still feels very like printmaking multiples to me i um i kind of started in printmaking um i didn't stay there like super long but i I love that kind of process of making multiples of things so i feel like i work with an idea or a a way of making and i make multiple iterations of it maybe that's a better way to put it Um, yeah yeah uh, and then, you know, until I kind of tire myself out and then I'm kind of like, oh, now it's time for the next thing. But then I'll probably do the same thing where it's like, oh, I need to make many iterations of this thing before. The, the particular work I'm looking at, the one chummy, is is it, mm. is it not true that there's basically <laughs> just two forms that are repeated over and over? Or is there some variation that I'm just not picking up because I'm not looking hard enough? I kind of set like a cap for myself because mm-hmm. I knew I wanted it to be, um, you know, this sculpture that 
could change shape. So it's made of two different modules. And I 3D modeled them so they would nest inside of each other. I CNC'd the mold for them um, and then cast them in plaster, then made that plaster mold uh, so I could cast them in porcelain. And the they're made so that they nest like side by side and all the way like 360, like um, in one, I guess would that be like latitude, like around each other. And then they kind of roughly like sit on top of each other as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's about, I, I think I made about like 24 of them. Um, but I wanted them for that one sculpture, you know, like I don't, it's not like a thing that I continually keep making. I guess maybe I don't think about the way I make as printmaking or in that kind of way, mm-hmm. but I guess mm-hmm. some of it, some of it is in a way, you know, I guess it's a different type of series. Hmm. Well, that's one of the things I've found really cool about um, the the particular staff personalities we have at 623 Wabash uh, at Columbia, where you've got Megan Sotilli and Megan Sterling, right? And then sort of those two are collaborating together back and forth between small metals and jewelry and printmaking. And then they're coming up with like embossed paper collaboratives, right? So we had both of them on on a previous podcast. And do you feel like their working methods are influencing you at all? Or is it just um, a coincidence that you're all working in a territory that has a rough overlap? I think it's more gotten me to think about um, other types of materials to include. Because I feel like I've always been thinking about multiples and things like that. I definitely feel like a material um, influence um from my coworkers. I think that's kind of that's kind of the nature of that kind of group of people in like a school, especially like an art school shop setting. Mm-hmm. I feel like you get a lot of people who are um driven by, you know, materiality or how to make a thing or mm-hmm. how to learn new things and new materials and things like that. And I feel like I think I feel a lot of that influence. Maddie, of course, you will have to come up with a challenge for us and perhaps you've already thought of it. But right off the mm-hmm. bat, the, the thing that I always get interested in is making Rob do things he doesn't like to do. <laughs> so, you know, so you huh. know, multiples huh. uh, floats to the top right there. Not to exert any pressure on you. I mean, this is totally okay, up to you. Okay, but, but I'm just saying. Noted. <laughs> yeah, Rob, we have a really long list, right? One of my favorites on there is somehow getting you to dress in a suit while you're taking a shower. Yes. I think wow. that's, that's when we arrived at at some point. Yeah. For some reason. I'd like to hear that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just record the shower. How you got there. <laughs> hey, Rob, how did we get there? I, I think it was just me picking on you because um, I think of you as a non-PDA person, whereas I think of your partner as a PDA person. Uh-huh. Is, is that uh-huh. fair to throw that out there? Yeah, that's fair. But I, I'd say we yeah. what we, we got to that conversation, ironically, through the Megan Sterling and Megan Satilli episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Episode <wow>. 27, <laughs> which was... Which was the nudity challenge. Yes. yes. Uh, and so Taylor it. was accusing me of someone who takes a shower with his or her clothes on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I, I tried to assure <laughs> everyone on the podcast that that wasn't the case. But <laughs> but then Jen really got into that idea, right? Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, there's always time. We'll do it, we'll do it for 50. Yeah, 50. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maddie, you're, you're, I do have a, I wanted to describe just really briefly your, the chummy, the piece we were talking about. There's two pieces and they, they sort of match fit together at the edges. One of the pieces looks like a kind of decapitated snowman. It's like <laughs> typically a snowman would have three stacked spheres and yours is two stacked spheres with the smallest mm-hmm. one not there. And then the next sure. one, if you put those two s- snow peoples together, <laughs> Snow persons, persons. <laughs> yes, together. <laughs> there would be a negative space kind of in between those two and the, the yeah. other piece of yours. It's almost like a vase or a cup or goblet kind of shape mm-hmm. that's in the middle. And so you've you've created forms that are vaguely, they're more elegant and interesting than what I described, but that's the best I can do with word, my words. Um, no, I thought that was great. Okay. Great. <laughs> and I was curious a little bit, thank you, a little bit about the process. There's some process photos on your site, which are really great. And what I was curious about is you go from a digital, there's a, some sort of, you know, 3D type tool used um, to kind of maybe sketch out the forms. And then 
there are two other photos and one of them is a very is a is a pink furry set of these objects <laughs> that are very intriguing and i was c- curious about those and then the other photos look to be um molds so the negative versions of those things and there's kind of two blocks and they fit together and i was curious about um maybe how you made those molds as well so i'm curious about the pink furry ones because they're super <laughs> cute and i want to pick them up and hug them and then the and then the other ones was just like how you um a little bit about the the process because it looks like there's some some maybe polishing or um sanding or something that you did as well so i was just yeah curious a little bit more about the work this work was heavily influenced by the process itself i used rhino to 3d model these oh, cool. uh-huh. and i i think it was one of my earlier like intros to Rhino too, and I was really fascinated with that the really simple uh, rotary. I, I think it's like the rotary tool. Revolve, I believe. Revolve, thank you. Yep. I think maybe just like being in ceramics, um, I, I just was really fascinated by that. I like the idea of creating like these nesting forms a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think part of that just has to do with like my interest in like functional objects too. Um, I don't know, there are things that just like make sense when they go together. And then the the pink furry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was a little test in uh so those are actually that pink insulation foam. Oh, cool. Okay. Um yeah. and they're they're really funny. They're only like two inches tall, those ones. No, oh, okay. not even. Maybe like an inch and a half. And they were like a test to try um a flip mill on the CNC. So those are made, I I took the 3D models to the uh, CNC machine, milling machine, you know? Um, Are you familiar? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, Um, Rob, didn't we get, didn't you get some listener email saying we should start explaining what that term means? Yeah, just in general, I think terms like, when when we say a CNC, there's like a, that's like shorthand for like a term that some people Mm -hmm. know and some people don't, but. um, Yeah, so computer controlled carving basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Robot carving. Yeah. <laughs> Robot car. I like that. Robot yeah. carving. <laughs> um, so those guys were made using a flip mill. So I milled the one side and then flipped the piece over, oh, you know, yeah, register okay. it and f- mill the other side. Um, cool. And then for my final, I knew I wanted these to be uh, cer- um, porcelain objects. So the my final image, I ended up CNCing. Instead of positives, I ended up CNCing the molds to see if I could... I, I, I think I kind of created an extra step in the long run for myself, but um, so I used these um, these molds to then. So after I see and see these molds, I finish them. So that that's you see the darker areas on the inside. That's where I just put a finish because they're like an MDF. So right. plaster okay, yep. plaster would just stick to like unsealed anything really, but. Um, and then I casted them in plaster and then I made plaster molds from those plaster pieces to then, um, cast them in porcelain. So porcelain use it, porcelain slip, which is like liquid porcelain, um, uses a plaster mold, um, in order to, you know, cast your multiples. That's cool. So I was looking at some of your other work as well. Um, like Lottie Da and Bud's Buddies and Pals. (laughs) Those are great names also. Like, uh, my names are always like the punishment of the earth overlord. Like, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I feel like slightly relieved to be looking at work that doesn't have all this baggage of the title attached to it. But um, I have, I have one one more question, and maybe we should get challenges because I feel like I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, But this is a this is a quick one. So in, in and this is like a super dork one. But in so in <laughs> in, in Lottie Die, you you did some bent made some bent wood objects. Those are bent wood. Uh, yes. like plywood creating with a form. And um, yep. <clears throat> I have, I have a collection of horrible clamps. They're all, <laughs> they're all bad. They're all like crappy. And, 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 and you have some clamps that you're using in this photo. Uh, they're, they're the red Bessie clamps. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was curious if you like them or not. I love them. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. okay. They when they work well, I think they work really well. But yeah. if you get any sort of glue or anything on them, or goodness oh, forbid, uh-huh. they get caught in some way, they're just yep. like a pain in the butt. Okay. But generally, generally, I have a good relationship with Bessie clamps. Good to know. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Because <laughs> I'm I'm in the. You'll. This isn't a spoiler, but I have I have 
I deployed all the clamps I had in my project nice. <laughs> and, uh. and I made a mental note to myself, like Rob, you need to up your clamp game. And so now it's very topical. So I thought I'd ask. <laughs> Wait, one thing I will throw in about those clamps, these bar clamps in particular is that, um, yeah. They, you know, the tendency, it's kind of like how Adobe keeps on pretending like there's shit to add to Photoshop. I mean, it's really, there's like, there's nothing else, dudes. Just just leave it alone. <laughs> but the, you know, so when you get tools that have this sort of funky handle with multiple colors of rubber and all this bullshit, and yes. you feel like that couldn't possibly yeah. matter. But I feel like on clamps like this, it does, if for once it matters, because you really have to grab that handle hard and twist it hard. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And so oh, for yeah. once, a nice, squishy, textured handle makes a big difference. And I've felt that that's the case in literally no other tool except for wow. uh, bar yeah. clamps like that. Yeah. Yeah. O- Oxo should get that's in the game. Point. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So challenges. Uh, am I first this week? I can't recall. You are. So both of you should have a little physical package. Um, if you yes. could open that and then just talk about what you have and what you think it is, and then we'll take a look at the media. Here we go. Oh, my God. Been waiting for this. So Taylor mailed <laughs> me a thing in the mail, and I'm opening it up right now. And Maddie, you have yours in front of you as well, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Rip it in the mic. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's good podcasting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. Maddie, what do you have? I have a rectangular shaped piece of plywood. I do too. About the size of like a tape. Yep. Yeah, cassette tape size. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, In the four corners, it looks like nails Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, that have been like, yeah, like severed at the corners. And Yep. yep. Small tacks almost even. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Or like yes, rivets, uh, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the the pointy bit on the back has been cut flat, right? Yep. Yeah. Or sanded flat. Yeah. And then there are four yeah. holes. Yes, there. Do you are. have that too? I do, and it's very much like a cassette tape. Like you said, there's two holes in each corner, sort of at a forty-five degree diagonal. The holes have- are smaller than a pencil diameter. Maybe like, hmm, that's a tough size. Maybe like a coffee stir, but bigger than that, slightly bigger than that. <laughs> so the sort of the giveaway is in the media. So take okay. a look. There's just two items there. It looks like a piece of plywood again, but yep. this time there's a circle. My guess might be like an eighth of an inch deep. Yeah, um, it's like a circle cutter just went whoop. Yeah, yeah, like a Forstner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the the exactly. great thing here is that Maddie knows intimately every single tool <laughs> I use. Yeah. I, I, I made this. I think we were both working in the shop, and we kept on seeing each other and hissing at each other, like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's this, I don't know what this, uh, there's like a silver. It's a number of concentric circles. Uh-huh. It It kind of looks like a, I, I may be totally off, but is it like a, it seems like a type of sensor or something? Uh, if it's not, no, I'm totally no, off. No, right? no, you're, you're kind of there. Maybe, maybe we mm. should just go ahead and take a look at the, uh, t- take a look at the text file yeah. in the media and see, okay. see what that does for you. Okay. I've got the text file up. Uh-huh. Cool. You have an iTunes link in yours? I have an iTunes link. I do yes. as well. Should we uh, both go there and see what happens? Do you have the NFC ideas? I do. It took us to a page to the Mac App Store preview, NFC ideas, LLC. I think of near field communications might be, if I have it in my head right, sort of like, you know, when you have like an ID badge at a workplace and you have to like put the badge up to the reader and it goes, oh, so is this, is an antenna array? So um, you're on an App Store link. So what? What's the natural next step? <laughs> oh, download oh, the app. Is to download the app. And then the other big question is what what generation iPhones do you guys have? Uh, eight. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, I have a six. That may not work, well, but we're gonna have to try <gasps> and see. No, Maddie, sorry, your your generation um, was one before 
this hardware was included with the iPhone. Ah, uh, shoot. So Rub's going to have to paint us a paint us a word picture. Although I think okay. once Rub seals the deal, he'll be able to send you. Here, I'm going to do some work here on my end, so you can still take a look at the at the payoff. Okay, so I'm opening the NFC Ideas app. What a weird name for an app. <laughs> and then there's a button that just says scan NFC tag. Oh my gosh, that's great. Oh, it is a it... Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in a cassette tape sized piece of wood. I love it. <laughs> oh, Taylor, this is really good. Thanks. I felt good about this one. I liked how this one went. Is typo negative <laughs> the first? <laughs> uh, yes. So okay. good. What what other songs are on here, Maddie, that you're seeing? Oh, Everybody Hurts. Yeah, Roxy Music, More yep. Than This. <laughs> Almost Cut My Hair by Crosby, Stills, Nash. And Hallelujah. Oh, Jeff Buckley. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bridge Over Troubled Waters by Simon. Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hurt. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. <sighs> Goodbye, Horses. Q Lazarus is a band I don't. No, but I, I've heard of. If you play it, you'll instantly know. Well, maybe you won't. I'm curious how you curated it, mm. yes. the playlist. Me too. First, I guess I'll start there, what I have right in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> um, I did a lot of putting things on and taking it back off. Um, but it turned out to be a really great thing to bring up at dinner parties and stuff because you, you would say like, oh, <laughs> you know, making this thing about songs that make me cry and everybody has all these opinions about it. Yeah. So some of them are really personal, like um, the typo negative song was really important to me when I had um, a relative pass away. And so, um, and I remember I was really mad about it. So it was when I was in my sculpture undergrad and I took this sheet of metal and just hit it with a sledgehammer um, until someone um, almost called the cops on me because we were right next to a residential building. <laughs> but, but it made this great, you know, I took this sheet of metal and it wound up deforming like it had been, you know, punched with a comet or something And while well, I was listening to this music over and over again. And then, um, <laughs> you know, so, so some of them have those really personal uh, references and then other ones are just sort of classic tearjerkers like Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. Um, and then other stuff is like, I really, you know, I remember the Alice in Chains um, uh, MTV Unplugged special really, really specifically, like that being on television and watching it. Um, so a bunch of them are really specific references. And, and some of them don't necessarily make me cry. They just make me feel like I really feel those songs, you know. So Good, yeah. Goodbye Horses is the song that uh, Buffalo Bill is playing when he's dressing in... Um, a woman's oh. suit in a <laughs> uh, Silence of the Lambs. But, well, I hope you guys will listen to these. I definitely cried at least once while listening to these songs. I think specifically the Simon and Garfunkel, because it's not just general, but it's this particular concert they did in Central Park in the 80s. Um, and I remember mm. having my first job mopping a um, bakery and then delivering flyers and listening to that on a Walkman and have it just really, like, really, you know, I can I can remember where the trumpeter um, cracks a note when he tries to go for the high one and stuff. So, like, they're, they're just, I have a lot of very specific feelings about it. And so it is my mixtape to both of you. So there you Aww, go. Thanks. Aww, thanks. It's, it's so cool but, that um, this block of wood that looks like a cassette tape actually does hold music like holds a link to the yeah. music it's really yeah. cool how does um how taylor i assume in some way you have to get you have to like register a url mm-hmm. to maybe it's this nfc ideas corporation or something like somehow the phone has to get like scan the thing and then be like, oh, that's ID one two three four five six, and that ID one two three four five six needs to go to Spotify. So just just to put on my nerdy hat for a second, so Spotify yeah. is the one that's <laughs> generating the URLs, you know. So they right. they already have the infrastructure to make playlists linkable in that way. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then interestingly, when it comes to NFC tags, I mean, the thing that I find even more fascinating about NFC is that the power that it takes to have the NFC speak 
to the reader is actually drained off of the radio wave that is used to question it. It's so amazing. So the reader sends out a burst of radio energy, and that's enough energy to get into the NFC tag and return something. So as long as the physical wires remain, you know, the NFC needs no batteries or anything. It just needs this external burst of energy. So that, like, that part blew my mind, um, which is why that's I could just cool. seal it inside a piece of plywood and forever. Um, but then they refer to it as a URI, which is a universal okay. resource indicator or something like that, as opposed to um, uh, a URL, which we're, uh-huh. uh, which we're used to for websites specifically. The company that I went with is called TagStand. The reader writer is so cheap and easy to use, but you can also, you know, like contact one of these companies and say, I want a wristband. It needs to have my logo printed on it. And we want, you know, 5,000 of them that all go to this particular URL, and then they'll just make them. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, that's, cool. that's pretty cool. Wow, that's neat. And then to yeah. your point, Rob, now I have to try and actually do something with this instead of just, you know, I did my one project, I made two of them, <laughs> one for each of you, and I'm all done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm jonesing to, uh, to check out Maddie's yep. work. Shall we, shall we take Let's a peek? It. Image number one, I see <clears throat> there's a, a wooden box. It's maybe four by six or six mm-hmm. by eight, it feels like. That's my gut instinct. And there's different objects inside this box. So there's a lid on the box first that seems to be made out of acrylic, and it has some yeah. droplets on it that seem like it could be teardrops. Yeah, laser etched. Yep, or laser blasted, but I'm going to go with laser. Yeah. The lid of the box is kind of a slide top, mm-hmm. and um, it has a nice curvy acrylic cut on the front as well. Well, I, I'd love to throw in there too that so if you're if you're making a um, a picture frame or in this case a shadow box, right? Yes, so a shadow, shadow box, box is like Thank a picture you. frame with some depth in it, and yep. usually you're cutting a little slot in so that you can slide your glass in and then cap it off with the last piece of mitered wood. So yep. this recalls this sort of revolved thing that Maddie was doing we were talking about before. Like, like how do you take a super simple idea and then just really um, exercise it to its fullest? Mm-hmm. And so here's a case which is like, oh, man, the, you know, the plexiglass sliding in but having that slightly wavy edge, which is sort of acts like a handle to pull out. Oh, yeah. it's so economical. But then yeah. the <laughs> fact that you've got, like, raster-etched teardrops and on the inside, you know, there's, like text laser cut into cork and then more text laser cut into paper or something. Yep. And then there's the repeated theme of the, uh, the waves happening across different objects and different angles. Um, this, this is making me angry. It's working together so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Should we move on to uh, image number two? Let's get in there. I mean, you can scroll down uh, through a couple uh-huh. cause the, yep. so the, the large cork teardrop comes out at three Yep. By using this kit, you can learn to regulate your emotions, sleep better, reduce stress, calm yourself, remove toxins <laughs> from your body, prioritize yourself, find relief, etc. Okay, so image number four, we, we see now that one of the pieces of paper is an accordion fold card, almost like a scroll, but it's accordion folded. And there's some more etched stuff on there. I'll read a few of those. At the top, it says, allowing yourself to cry. And there's some teardrops. And then on the next fold, place your thoughts on heartbreak, loss, sad memories, that thing you can't, you just can't get over. The person who did you wrong, the current state of politics. Yes, definitely. When you dropped your ice cream cone, existential hopelessness, perhaps. Remember when Brangelina split? <laughs> 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 or when your friend spoiled the Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> yep. What about when your roommate ate the last pickle? Even happiness, when felt in an extreme, can be powerful enough to elicit tears. And then can it I... keeps going, but we can't see yet what that is. Yeah, this is such a, a nicely crafted object. Oh, it's really for sure. Something. Oh, I think, I wonder if there's a pack of Kleenexes might be in there. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's there. take a look. Let's see. We'll keep uh, going. Aha. <laughs> oh, something like that. Yep. I think you're right. Five. But like branded Kleenexes. Oh, I see. This. So this is 
Are you looking at the further sources card? Wait, so under the internet section, so we have a Uh number of different sections, literature, movies, and internet. What is, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Hachiko? There is this um, dog in Japan, Mm -hmm. um, and his Mm -hmm. owner passed away. Mm -hmm. He would walk to the train every day with his Uh, owner and sit there and wait Mm -hmm. for him to come home from work. And uh, one day his owner passed away, I believe while he was out at work. He would go back every day to the train station waiting for um, his owner to come back. Yeah, for like, I think it was like nine years he did it or something ridiculous. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's unbelievable and so heartbreaking, just even the thought of that. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a a movie out now about it, although I I believe the lead is like Richard Gere, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is kind of... Doesn't Funny doesn't much. feel correct. Whitewash. No, man. it doesn't feel right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Taylor, are you on image seven? I just flipped there because in image seven we see a QR code on the back of this card. Whoa, Maddie! <laughs> Whoa, synchronicity! <laughs> and you, I know. <laughs> and you did. And you did such a good job keeping your keeping it under your hat. It it takes you to a Spotify playlist. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. That's so cool. That's that's really funny. <laughs> plus, plus, she's got like four thousand songs on there. This is why wow. one should never be preoccupied with originality in 2018. Yep, let it yep. go. Just let it go. It, just, yeah. it yeah. does not exist in the age of the internet. You know what that I mean? That is so cool. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> but my project, bear, my project only included. Uh, a Spotify playlist, whereas Maddie's has like four thousand additional elements. So I just got—that's true, Rob. I just got schooled super hard. Don't throw that out there. I don't know about that. Just different. They're just different experiences. That's very nice of you to say, man. If you look at a number nine, there's a little um, plastic container full of cut onions. Oh, there is. Wow. And then, and then what's number 10? Can you make out that object? It's uh, it's red. It almost looks pepper. like a pair of wax lips like ghost, they used to get. Ghost you know? pepper? Habanero? You you got it. It's a ghost yeah. pepper. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, I live in the world of farmer's markets here in Los Angeles. <laughs> Everything's a ghost oh. pepper. <laughs> farmer's markets and gas masks. I, I do not mind pronouncing that Maddie uh, spanked that challenge pretty hard. <laughs> I feel honored. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not a human if you don't end up crying through the use of of Maddie's kit. Yeah, yes, it's, the allowing it's yourself like a, to cry kit. Yeah, it's like the uh, wait, what, what did they call the uh, thing? You know, like a turtle rose over on its back in the desert. Do you? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To test if you're a, what do you want a to droid know about or my not? mother. The Voigt Kampf test. They where they're trying to find out if you're having you know emotional reactions like a human would have that supposedly dilate your pupils or something like that. Yeah, yeah Rob. I mean, we've been <laughs> taken on a journey of. Um, many different kinds of materials with a repeating theme of the, sh- you know, the cartoon shape of a teardrop, but also that sort of wavy edge. But everything is just tight as hell, and I'm digging yeah. it. And, like, the yes. color palette is so mm-hmm. it's something. It's, like, soft earth tone brown. Yeah. And then I, the jars of, yeah, the onion and the ghost pepper are so good. Oh, My brain, like, heard make me cry, um... I immediately focused on like that verb of like make me do it. Like, so I went mm-hmm. straight, mm-hmm. my brain, I went straight to like instruction or instructional yeah. things, yep. kits. I thought about like self help. I think that's kind of like, I think I talked before, like I, I have a lot of um, design and like designed object influence um, in my work. Or I, I, I think about like the usefulness of objects a lot. So I think that's why I go to like uh, kits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I started thinking about like what it would mean to make someone or like force someone to cry, and I didn't, yeah, yeah. and that sounded a little bit harsh. <laughs> so I I was like, oh well, maybe it's what if I made this like more voluntary kind of uh, kit, and it kind of if you like read the text too. Um, I mean, as you kind of read some of the parts out loud, like I kind of sway back and forth between like like instructional and also thoughtful, thoughtful, but also kind of like playful too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think from the the get go, I was like, oh yeah, a kit, like a 
help yourself do this because I don't want to, I didn't like the idea of making someone cry. I mean, unless it's like laughter, but I feel like that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, Maddie, um, you mentioned to me that, um, or rather, you know, when we were talking earlier, that there was one point where you almost cried, but not quite, which was it the chopping the onions? You know, this was a lot of like internet, like things like I was looking up like, why is crying good for you? What actually is crying like physically? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like it's, a, and you can respond to it emotionally. You can, you know, respond to it physically, right? So like from onions or hot things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're actually different types of tears, which is really interesting. I didn't know that. And then I came across, uh, can you survive the GQ no cry challenge? Oh, mm. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't able to even like click on all the videos, but there's a few of them like, um, <laughs> oh gosh, what's the one Derek Redman and his father, yeah, um, yeah. when they finished the Olympic, uh, the 400 together, did, didn't he like, I almost blew out a muscle or something or what, what happened? Yeah. He pulled his hamstring right, 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 and right. he just, he falls to the, he falls to the ground, you know, and then he gets up and he's like, li- he's like jumping on one leg yeah, for yeah. like a certain period of time. And then his dad runs out and his dad's like walking with him and he's just bawling and it's so heartbreaking, yes. <laughs> but wow. it's like so touching you know, this, cause you're like, you know, like the Olympics, like that's it, you know? And yeah. just, I don't know. I yeah. guess I, I played sports when I was younger and I was like, I, I enjoy them, you know, and so I just, I think I felt, I felt for him. <laughs> I think anybody probably who watches that did really, you know, well, you just yeah. work so hard towards something and then, oh man, oof, that, oof. that got me, I, I don't think I finished it to the end of the video, but I was, I was pretty close. I'm going to take that challenge when we hang up. Yeah. So I was looking at this, um, this Reddit thread called happy crying dads. And, um, <laughs> I think I read a story about, um, a guy who, like, he had a public defender, and then he went to he was he was getting out of jail, and his public defender wrote him a recommendation letter so he could get a job at Foot Locker, and then he got the job, and then after that, studied and passed the bar and became a public defender himself. And I was on the train, and I was like, "Well, that's it," and I just started crying <laughs> silently. So I had a neutral face, but I was crying, and then I thought, you know. There's actually a lot more going on here that I'm going to have to let out. And I think it's just going to have to happen the second I get off the train. So I got off the train and just like ugly cried as I was walking home to my house. And these people wow. were like walking by me and stuff. <laughs> you just Like at a certain point, you're just like even saying the, oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and this, I mean, I probably let one of those out like once every decade. It was so funny that it happened right at the same time as this challenge. So... So Michelle, thank you for uh, you know connecting mm-hmm. me to my inner uh, my inner child or adult, depending on how you define it. But I know that's pretty heavy to drop on you guys. So um, <laughs> yeah. so moving right along, Rob, did you have any other questions, or should we take a look at your your challenge response? No, I'm, re- I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Or oh, it's a Vimeo link. Yes, um, it is indeed. I'm going to load it up here and then pause it right at second one. So tell me when you're ready to play, and then we'll go ahead and play it. Say go, and I'll hit play. Go. Oh. So oh. Rob is doing a um, a glue up on like a low box, but he was just um, gluing his wood and then just letting it float there. Um, yeah, some props. <laughs> but now we're, clamp- <laughs> now we're clamping it up with spring clamps. Oh. I have a lot of trouble getting square off spring clamps, Rob, so I don't know if that's Me too. Yeah, something to think about. But you were alluding You'll to this see before. Here. Yeah. So, geez, I mean, we're kind of heading in Maddie's direction with like a, almost yeah. like a shadow box or something like that. Hmm. Interesting. If you do a Spotify playlist, I'm just going to sho- shove my <laughs> laptop off the table. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got a veneer on the outside. Yep. So we're covering over those um, uh, plywood edges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my first veneering. Hey, Ooh. It's fun. Yeah, it's cool. And Rob, are you using a clothing iron because it has heat-activated adhesive on the backside? That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the veneer just sort of sticks to it once you heat it up. It works really well. I was shocked. Nice. 
Reb, you've talked so much about your punk rock and um, skater um, origins that uh-huh. I get such a kick out of seeing you wearing safety glasses and earring protection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad you do. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once you rode a bike with me in Chicago and I just grannied you all the way like, shouldn't we be also stopping at stop signs? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you're getting all the right angle clamps in there and really squaring that thing up. And look at those little mini guys. I don't yeah. have any um, quick clamps that are that teeny. I do like those little, they're these little DeWalt teeny squeeze clamps. They're like, six inches long they work really well for this sort of mm-hmm. thing because they're not as put, like hardcore as a spring clamp you know mm-hmm. like or a c clamp they're really nice good stocking stuffer too or a good hanukkah gift or whatever <laughs> so cheap. you've made you've made two boxes so that one can act as a oh. lid to the other one can fit within the other and it looks like something that could hold you know roughly like an eight and a half by 11 sketchbook or something like that yeah oh i like the headlamp yeah, I rock the headlamp hardcore. Yeah. That's right. I have not good lighting <laughs> in my life. Oh, uh, listen, boss, if you just get the um, fluorescent form factor stuff that's actually LEDs off of Home Depot, it'll change your life, let me tell you. Yeah, I need to I need to do that. More veneer. Yep. He's really going for it, man. Making a yeah. fancy. I'm curious what this is housing or if it's going to house anything. Mm-hmm. Now there's a hole being drilled in one of these. Oh, a Forstner bit in a handheld mm-hmm. drill bit with no backing material is a ballsy yeah. move. That is a ballsy yeah. move. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's sort of manufacturing a um, kind of like an old school cigar box where he's taking this, uh, I don't know if it's printed matter or if it's original mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's this thing that says uh, Meccano Engineering in Miniature. It's like an old, old Erector set cover, and that's being mm-hmm. um, imparted onto the surface of this fancy this fancy box that he's making. And then, Maddie, what's that? Are we mixing up resin? It looks like resin. Mm-hmm. With a very well, small or maybe it's a two-part, like epoxy or something, but mm-hmm. there's too much. That, yep. that must be resin. Yeah. Wait, is he on the lid of one of the boxes? I, yeah. think, I think so, yeah. I think, right? And so he's pouring it maybe to make a skim coat over the top of the Meccano um, cover art. We haven't we haven't backed out to see if he's wearing a respirator. <laughs> I was not. Oh, no. <laughs> Still got some of that skater punk in there. So the use of the heat gun to, I assume, to pop any bubbles. Yep. But it's looking like that sort of, the coat just kind of took care of itself. I mean, he just poured it on there. Oh, oh we're knolling now. <laughs> we know Lynn. We know Lynn. <laughs> uh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Maddie, how would you describe Nolink for those that don't know? Um, I would describe it as very neatly and very intently laying objects that are associated with one another. Um, mm-hmm. Typically on a f- flat plane, it's kind of like a form of organizing. And usually none of those objects are, like, touching. I love how anal this is getting. This is getting so anal, it's going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Rob's like, I mean, because in previous episodes, he's done some organization, but sort of in a more broad and general way. Mm -hmm. But this is Mm -hmm. exceedingly specific. Oh, and the Tim Squeer makes an appearance. (laughs) Former (laughs) podcast guest made his own little... um, uh, measuring device. Oh, nice. Yeah, Tim Sways. So I thought to give a little guest appearance. Mm-hmm. I'm using it to guide my um, soldering iron as a wood burning. Oh, look at this. Yeah, I mean, this oh, is, nice. it's going to make me cry just the amount of, <laughs> of effort that's put into this. <laughs> yeah, so all this really, really intense layouts. We've nulled all the parts, we've marked where they're at, and then we've We've installed very carefully uh, magnets so that everything's going to be able to snap into place. It's like, is this a new box for an old kit? Yeah, it seems that it way. Looks like, yeah, yes, right. It is. Yep. But you know, <laughs> but Rob doesn't have access to a laser cutter, so it's interesting, right? Like, you can forget what people have to go through if they don't have that. So Rob actually took a soldering <laughs> iron and burned the outlines of really specific parts. 
Whereas Maddie and I would just be like, oh yeah, just you know, throw it on the laser cut. Like, <laughs> like it feels like old news, you know. But it's it's still it's amazing technology. I also thought for this, the the Meccano is a it's a very old school toy, and so I kind of thought like a little bit true to the toy, like it would be cool mm-hmm. to have it be hand drawn. Yes, look at that reveal. Oh, look at it. beautiful. Oh man, you both of you guys wow. killed it this this time. <laughs> We all did. Jeez. Yeah, we all, yeah, we all went with everybody. the woodworking angle, which was really mm-hmm. interesting, I thought. Yeah. So Rob's giving us a tour of his layout. Uh, is this something that's going to be child-facing, or is this uh, Rob-facing? The make-me-cry part is is not apparent so much in this, so I'll have to tell you a little bit about why I made it. Please do. But, um, so it's a, me- it's a Meccano, mm-hmm. which was an early Erector set from, like, the 19-teens. They were around, they were around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I did this is because Jen's dad, uh, he just had a birthday recently. Mm-hmm. And um, Jen, your partner? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, we, I had gone to Argentina with them a number of months ago. Mm-hmm. And him, him being him absolutely refused to let me pay for anything. So I was like... I'm going to get him a good birthday present because I know his birthday is in November. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it good. And then, but he's a very hard person to get a gift for because he, he, he's just not the type of person who would be like, Oh, I really want this thing. But I did hear this amazing story while we were in Argentina. That was when he was a little kid, there was another kid who had a Meccano set and he always like longed for it, being like, "Oh, I, I this that thing is so cool! I always wish I had one." And he mm-hmm. never got one, to my knowledge. And so it dawned on me, I was like, "I can get him one off eBay or something," you know. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I was like, "But I want it to be like cooler and nicer than that." And then I realized, like, all those antique mechano sets are very, very, very expensive because you know they were made in nineteen twenty or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got parts from a couple different ones. And turned it into one full set, and then oh. God in the damn, box, you are going the, for it, man! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the bo- the box was super busted, yeah. But the original like um, decal from it was still good, mm-hmm. and so I I epoxy poured that box cover onto the new box that I made. Oh, there's one thing that you may have been curious about. If you look, you'll notice there was like an Altoids tin style box in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. So I really wanted to work on this project for his birthday, but it was like one of those things where like the idea occurred to me like three days before his birthday (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, or like a week before his birthday and I was like, I'm never going to get it done in time. So what I made for him for his birthday was I took an Altoids style box and I took one of the Meccano pieces and I, I spray painted the box gold and then made it like a walnut inlay in the box and then like attached one of the small Meccano rods inside the box and gave it to him as a mystery gift. So like that was his hint. The mystery gift is now a part of the kit. Dude. Yeah. And so, (laughs) yeah, so he has, he doesn't have it yet. Um, he may listen to this before he actually gets it, but yeah. So I wanted to, to get him a gift of something that he's always wanted his whole life, but never, never ever had. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Thanks. It was really fun, and I learned a lot. I had never done veneering. I had never done an epoxy pour either. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have an epoxy pour story, which everyone in the world does. But <laughs> you go to like a home store and you get the like bar top epoxy two part resin stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And and um, so I, I did the pour on Tuesday night, and it's Thursday now. And I poured it, and it's like in tw- and it says on the directions in twenty minutes you should be able to, with a putty knife, like scrape off any drips from the edges if you do like a pour over an edge. Mm. And so I was like, okay, set my phone for 20 minutes and I go to scrape it off and it's like 100% liquid. Like it has not, not changed at all. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) oh no. And then like 
around mi- midnight or 1 a.m. that night, I checked it again, which was an hour or two later, and I just like touched the underneath, you know, and it was 100% pure liquid. I'm going to have to scrape this uncured epoxy off tomorrow and redo the pour. Mm-hmm. And so the next morning, I couldn't, I couldn't even look at it. I was just like, I got to get out of here. So I come in and I'm just like ready. I'm like, okay, this is going to be like an all nighter. I've got to scrape this epoxy off. I got to do another pour. I got to hope the pour works. I got to shoot the video. I got to edit the video, you know, like all the stuff we, uh, that we have all just done getting ready for this <laughs> and i go to touch it and it's cured yep. and it's fine and i have no idea why it took so long to activate it was like 65 degrees it's not that yeah cold. that was my first yeah. question is what the temperature was so far my epoxy pour worked but we'll see how it goes i'm impressed that you like did it in one go and like there was no you didn't do like a practice pour somewhere else i i had thought about i mean i had used like um, <laughs> i'm really impressed because i would not have trusted myself with that <laughs> it was more of a time stress than, yeah, yeah. than me feeling oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> it's so cheesy to say but the thing that makes me cry is just the fact that everyone just went at it so hard this we went for it this yeah. term yeah, yeah just great D- rob did did you cry during this period Oh, you know what it is? Yes. You know what made me cry? Hmm. This is the things that made me cry. And this is like, it's it's YouTube videos of people who um, were born without hearing and them <gasps> no. turning on. Oh, yeah. The cochlear the, implants. Yeah. For the first uh, time. Yeah, and their faces killer. just like light up and they're just like, oh, my gosh. You know? <laughs> And a lot of them are babies, and they just, like, you know, light up. And I'm just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'll nail you. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. killer. Yeah. Man. And then I was like, I can't compete with that. But I did think about, I thought about wood carving, like, a cochlear, like, how the eardrum works or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I bailed on that project. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it kind of crushes all the actual cry out of it. I think you, yes, you made right. the right choice, man, for sure. Yeah. Whoa, that is, ah, oh, what a good gift. You can find photos of our finished projects over at projects.opposablepodcast.com. We also have links in our show notes, and we will post cool stuff to our Instagram account, opposable underscore podcast. And we have lots of photos from this episode to post, so expect our Instagram account to be busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, That account name, again, is opposable underscore podcast. We'd like to send you an opposable thumb sticker if you share a podcast episode on social media or rate us on iTunes. Uh, or some other cool thing to let us know that you shared the podcast, uh, we'll mail you a sticker. So just contact us on Instagram at opposable underscore podcast or at our email, which is opposable podcast at gmail.com. A shout out to Wolf Mask, who designed our Neon Thumb Wrestlers logo. You can check out his art and other cool stuff over at wolfmaskart.co.uk. We have an amazing set of Patreon patrons. And we'd like to give them a huge thanks. Thanks to Blondie Hacks, Nick's Con- Nick Contar, Walter Katindu, David Bellhorn, and Adam Mayer. Thank you, Blondie Hacks, Nick, Walter, Adam, and David. If you'd like to join them in the League of Patreon Supporter Badasses, please go to patreon.com slash opposable thumbs to sponsor us. Oh, also shout out to Deb Chatra, who just became a patron. So thank you, Deb, for being a, both a guest and a patron. Our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment-free experience for everyone, regardless of race, gender, age, sexual orientation, disability, physical appearance, body size, knowledge of subject matter, or religion, or lack thereof. We actively support an inclusive environment, and we want you to be a part of it. You can check out our full code of conduct over at our site. Maddie, do you have anything that you want to share with us and listeners? Uh, Things you've seen, listened to, heard, read, discovered, enjoyed? The No Cry Challenge, I think you should definitely check it out. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) We'll link to that in show notes so people can get to it. Yeah. Um, something totally unrelated, but, uh, that I watched recently and have started to read because it is a, began as a book and is now a documentary series is salt, fat, acid, and heat. Um, that could maybe make you cry. It's really beautiful. Um, there's a documentary series on Netflix. I don't know if you two have heard of it or not. Um, it goes through, um, salt, fat, acid, and heat. And these are the four, main parts of cooking that um, the author, uh, Samin Nosrat, uh, that she believes are like, you master these four things and um, you can understand cooking, or you can master cooking, rather. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. Yeah. When I was trying to think of things that I've been thinking about or been interested in lately, um, risograph printing is definitely is one of those things. I have a good friend of mine, 
just a printed a zine that I designed. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. I th- um, through this, she has her own risograph printer. And so I've been learning a little bit about that. And also this past summer, um, one of my coworkers, uh, she also took us, took all of us, all of the staff through a uh, risograph workshop. Are you familiar with risograph printing? Only all? through, or? through, um, my partner, Jen has done some of her publishing with a risograph and also temporary services, half letter press. I, I know they use a risograph a lot for their <clears throat> booklet printing. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's a fun, um, it's a very cool process and it's actually, it's, like I feel like it's getting this like it's an old process, older process. Yeah. Um, but it's getting like this kind of resurgence and definitely kind yeah. of like print and uh, comic kind of communities. Mm-hmm. It like leans more towards like printing press printing than a photocopier does, but it's a machine that looks kind of like a photocopier. Am I right? Thinking about oh totally it yeah. It lays down color like you would like a screen print. Yeah. Um yeah, and right. kind of is treated more. You're right, it's treated more in the vein of like um a fine printmaking, you know, um tradition sort of, sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting cuz it it's like seems like one of those technologies where like because photocopying was an office technology, like it exploded where like the thing that's kind of better and more interesting didn't. You know, because like john q legal services or whatever doesn't care about they care about like document reproduction as opposed to like something that actually prints a cool thing you know right right. yeah i have a couple things Mm -hmm. to share one of them is the it's a website called the bezier game and uh the subhead is help help you master the pen tool so uh like bezier curves are a thing that are kind of omnipresent in vector drawing programs and they're super weird and like hard to get your head around and i feel like there's just like a learning curve to them and this website gamifies how they work in this really cool way it like takes you from just clicking point a and point b and then takes you further and further further into learning how busy curves work so definitely check that out if you've been curious or frustrated by adobe illustrator and then the other (laughs) thing i'm really into is there's this company called sticker mule and it's who we get the stickers done from and I have to give them a shout out because they are constantly like pushing themselves in this really interesting way to do cool and interesting things. Like they started doing digital printing on packing tape. So if you're a company, you can get like cool packing tape made with like your logo or like different things on there. The latest thing they did is um, called Faces and you can upload a face to their website and they'll die cut a sticker to match the face and then they'll ship you those stickers like in four days. It's really cool how they just take like the immediacy of digital fabrication and printing and really make it into these cool, fun ideas that people want to do. Um, I think of sticker companies as like having websites from like 1998, you know, and they, you just kind of have to (laughs) wade your way through the form in order to figure out, um, how to get your stickers made and they really um, like push the envelope so to speak I continue to be a complete podcastaholic so some of the podcasts that kept me going are uh, Bagman which is this podcast oh. that Rachel Maddow did through MSNBC that talks about it's the history of Spiro Agnew and I did Whoa. not know any of the history of how Nixon's vice president was also a total terrible criminal in addition to Nixon. (laughs) So everybody was so focused on Nixon, but Spiro Agnew was like actively taking bribes at the White House where he was accepting envelopes full of cash in order to, Whoa. you know, perform. Oh yeah, it's just, it's just super crazy. And and then the, the, the group of um, prosecutors that wind up bringing him down are all in their early 30s. So it's like 32-year-old dudes, you know, wow. are realizing, like, when Nixon goes down, Spiro Agnew is going to step in, and then we're not going to be able to touch him because the, comp- the country just can't endure two levels, yeah. you know, of government you know, being completely corrupt. So they effectively convince him just to leave, and he is essentially not really um, penalized. But it's it's incredible. I mean, uh, later, some of the penalty kind of come back in other ways, but it's just, it's a totally fascinating thing to follow. Um, so Bagman was one. Believed is another. I don't know if I've talked Believed about it. Believed is amazing. Yeah, but it's about yeah. the, um, oh, what's the name of this guy again? The uh, the Olympic um, doctor. The doctor. 
Uh, what a horrible person. Just, just this terrible guy that had this, you know, sort of like multi-decade sexual abuse of, um, of people that he was supposedly applying sports medicine to often while their parents were in the room. So it's just this incredible, you know, for, for parents out there, I think it's really useful to hear about how these kind of things can happen to young people, even if you think that you're watching out for them. Uh, yeah. which, yeah. you know, can really keep you up at night, but it's, <laughs> it's worth, it's yeah. worth checking out. So Bagman believed, and then yeah, I've Larry also, Nassar is that guy's name? Yeah. Larry Nassar. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's two parenting podcasts I've been really getting into a, the fatherly podcast, <laughs> um, and B mom and dad are fighting, which is a uh, slates podcast. But, um, <laughs> let, let me just tell you, I mean, ever since sort of embarking on this with you, Rob, I mean, like I will listen to a podcast if i have to walk between the first and second floors of my house like i will take any tiny tiny slice of time to just wrap that down and it's um it's really amazing how it's a sort of it harkens back to an earlier time in technology in terms of all you can do is listen Mm. but then Mm -hmm. at the same time the fact that it's just omni available means that i can dip in on one and listen to a specific thing whenever I want for the space of like 30 seconds. And so it's just like my entire life now is just conducted through podcasts while I'm doing other things, (laughs) you know? So I love that. All right, Maddie, I think it's time. Oh yeah. What you got for us? All right. Well, so I had something in mind, but seeing, Mm -hmm. I I think I might, I might have to change it a little bit. Um, Sure. Okay. Okay. So the challenge for the next episode is iteration. Yes. Iteration. Yes. Excellent. Interpret it as you will. That's great. (laughs) You're you're welcome, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys make. Now that we've sealed this one in stone, you can feel free to tell us what you think. What do you think you're going to do? Well, I was, my original idea was um, compartmentalizing. Oh. Because I started thinking about that a lot with my project, and then, and then yeah. I just, I then Rob, we were kind of on the same brainwave. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I should switch yeah. it up like a little bit more. But for sure, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, this will be a good one. It was fun to talk with you guys and see what you did. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. in the knucklehead zone. You know what I'm saying?